0: Everything you do is making an impact in this world. This is not an elitist issue. This is a quality of life issue. How dare you? And I feel like it's my responsibility as a human being. So what? The world is at stake. What? Like it's hard? Hey y'all. Welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura. It's so nice to have you here today. And it's really nice to be hanging out with you again. I took a little bit of an unexpected hiatus from producing episodes, and I want to talk about it because I think that my recent experiences are probably experiences that y'all share to some extent as well. And if you couldn't tell by the title of the episode, we are talking today about climate anxiety and burnout. I've talked a little bit about climate anxiety in the past, but I want to make sure that we are all on the same page with what that means. Climate anxiety is a chronic fear of environmental doom. That is the definition that American Psychological Association has put with the words climate anxiety. Sometimes it is referred to as eco-anxiety. And chronic fear of environmental doom sounds pretty heavy. The American Psychological Association also says that about two-thirds of Americans experience quote, at least a little eco-anxiety. I think this is really interesting because it really goes to speak on the collective experience that is the climate crisis from an emotional level. I think a lot of the time when we talk about climate change and we talk about climate solutions, it is from a very logical perspective. And I do my best on this show to link it to the human aspects of the climate crisis, of marginalized communities, the experiences that more specific identities and cultural groups are having when interfacing with the climate crisis in their particular experiences. But I think that climate anxiety for me has really crept up in a new way in recent months, especially after the recent release of the IPCC's AR6 report. I can get into this at a deeper time, but long story short, the IPCC is a body of climate scientists, Through the united nations that synthesizes climate research and every few years there are new reports published for public consumption that just synthesizes and summarizes all of the currently available climate research basically an update of the state of climate change today from a global perspective And it was heavy. It was hard to take in, I think, from the perspective of someone who works in the space, someone who talks about this every single day. But also because, in my view, I don't think that before the IPCC's recent report, climate change has been reported on so widely by the mainstream media. It felt like two months ago, every single headline from every single news source was talking about this report and had something to say about the state of climate change. Are we too late? What is climate doom? And there was really a sense of like overwhelming stimulation on the climate crisis. I was like, I can't escape this. So if any of y'all have felt that way, please know that you're not alone. A little bit of environmental anxiety is probably a good thing because it forces us to think about solutions and think on the bright side, but after a while, it's kind of a lot. So I want to talk about it today, I want to normalize it, I want to talk about climate anxiety, how I have been dealing with it, and some general ways that the American Psychological Association encourages us to support ourselves when we are experiencing climate anxiety. One of the big ones is focusing on what you can control. This one's a hard one because we know that about 70% of global greenhouse gas emissions come from just 100 companies. This is hard, but it really speaks to the value of consumer advocacy, supply and demand, and shifting the economy in a way that is more supportive to our environmental goals and really the demands of the climate crisis. I think that there is a lot of consumer advocacy and individual choice that goes into this particular focus on what you can control tip. But this is also a place for us to talk about economic incentives and how we can impact the larger climate conversation with our individual voices. So focus on what you can control, but also take time away from climate news. This was another great tip that I really liked because it's one that I participate in pretty frequently. And that's, again, the hiatus that I took from producing this show. I really dissociated. And quite frankly, I loved it. I feel so much better and so much clearer after some time away from social media, after some time away from listening to the news and making sure that I take time for myself to do relatively mindless things, whether that's taking a hike, watching reality TV, cooking, and just spending time away from the climate crisis, getting my mind off things and really fully dissociating, taking time away from the news. And I think The important thing here is not to do this only when we are experiencing climate anxiety at a heightened level, but bake this dissociation time into your schedule. Let's talk a little bit about making sure you are closing your computer at five o'clock to some extent when you can, or a screen-free Saturday. I am a big advocate for screen-free Saturdays. Just baking time into your week to say, I'm gonna do something fun and for myself that really takes away this pressure to always be on. You know what I mean? Think about the positives and take time for self-care. Self-care looks different for everyone, and I think the definition of self-care has evolved a little bit over the past few years. It used to be like bubble baths and face masks, but again, sometimes that is just taking the time to cook yourself an elaborate recipe out of a cookbook during the middle of the week. So self-care looks different for everyone once you come in touch with what that means for you. Maybe it is taking a workout class or just scheduling time onto your calendar to make sure that you are taking time to yourself and doing things that feel good for you. Another tip for dealing with climate anxiety that I really, really liked was talk to someone about how you're feeling. One of my very favorite people in the climate space is Dr. Katherine Hayhoe, and one of her big advocacy points is that the most valuable thing we can do about the climate crisis is talk about it. So if you are experiencing this, there's a very good possibility that other folks in your life are also experiencing climate anxiety. So there is definitely this comfort in making sure that you can collaborate with your friends and kind of corroborate your feelings, perhaps. Maybe that's the word I want to use. But I think that there's also a lot of value when you are overwhelmed about something and you feel like you can't necessarily relate to folks in your life who aren't as concerned about the climate crisis. Express those feelings, talk it out with them, and see if you can get a really neutral perspective or a listening ear. And by no means do I encourage you to make your friends your therapists, but talking about your feelings is really powerful. It's something that I'm personally working on. I'll be upfront. But making sure that you know you're not alone in the way you're feeling is incredibly empowering. And then lastly, remember you're not alone in this fight. You are not the only person with the responsibility to stop or reverse climate change. This is incredibly important. And of course, you're like, well, duh, I know I work with the team or I work with this nonprofit or look at all the people who are doing great work. But the point is to say that a lot of people care about this cause in the same way that there's value in talking about your feelings. There's a lot of value in also finding like-minded individuals to collaborate with and think big and talk solutions and talk political advocacy and economic incentives and all of these big level things. And there's always space in whatever career you're in to kind of tailor yourself to a little bit of an environmental lens i can link some episodes below on climate careers or careers that have kind of tailored themselves into more of an environmental focus but all to say you're not alone in this fight you're not alone in wanting to be a conscious consumer and nothing that you do is too small and all of that energy you put into talking about the climate crisis into talking about climate solutions is incredibly valuable in getting us to those solutions I also want to open the floor here to say that I would like our next Chic Shots call-in episode to be focused around climate anxiety and coping with climate anxiety. How do you deal with this in your everyday life? How do you maintain your well-being and your sanity and kind of maintain your mental health as you are fighting the good fight, quote unquote? So if you are interested in calling in and speaking with me for five-ish minutes in our next collective listener episode, please let me know. Easiest way to get in contact with me is via Instagram DM. I am at Podcast and always have my links down below. And then lastly, I want to just be upfront and say, yes, I've taken this hiatus, but I love this show. I love producing this show. I want to do this for as long as I can. And by no means am I gone. I'm getting back on schedule. I am finding a cadence for myself. I am making time in my schedule to make sure that I am putting out really quality content and not just like churning out episodes. Not that I feel that I've done that in the past, but to some extent, I want to make sure that everything I put out is valuable and growing with me as well. I think that my values in sustainability and climate change have changed a little bit over the past few years. And the show has definitely grown with me, but I want to make sure that we are continuing to educate and challenge ourselves in a really healthy, thoughtful way on this show. So if you've got any thoughts on what you'd like to hear or how your perhaps perspectives and values have changed over the past few years in regards to the climate crisis and how I can be most valuable, I'd really love to chat with you. Again, Instagram is the easiest way to get in contact with me. Last little bit is that we are still on our book club grind. We are going to be reading Saving Us, A Climate Scientist Case for Hope and Healing in a Divided World by Dr. Katherine Hayho. I'm really excited. This book actually came out yesterday, I believe, in comparison to when this episode is being published. So y'all can definitely pick it up and we are reading at the end of the month. We're gonna have a book club chat at the end of October with Emily Stokel, who hosts the Pre-Loved podcast. So if y'all like this show, I'm sure you love her show too. I mentioned I'd have in the show notes a couple of links to episodes about careers. Those are Cheek Shack's Call on Episodes, but I'm also going to link in the show notes an episode about climate anxiety and coping and dealing with climate anxiety. I spoke with Dr. Renee Lertzman, who is a really renowned climate psychologist, a few months ago, perhaps about a year ago, and I will link that in the show notes. Really valuable conversation and one that I personally refer back to a lot because it brought me a lot of peace and clarity. And gave me a lot of perspective on how I am best dealing with climate anxiety day to day. With that, thank you so, so much for listening to Eco Chic. Thank you for sticking around. Thanks for being here. It's so nice to chat with you, and I really look forward to talking with you soon.